What up, Long Beach? Welcome back to your favorite local sports podcast. I'm JJ, part of the 562.org. This podcast, part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post. Shout out to all of our sponsors. Obviously, Naples Rib Company, top of the list, as well as Ocean Law Center and everybody. If you want to get on the 562.org or Long Beach Post, it is very easy. This is community-funded journalism. Get online, smash those subscribe buttons, and get involved. Now, we are doing a special series of podcasts this summer. I'm calling it Long Beach for Life. We're going to be interviewing student athletes who were born and raised in Long Beach but are now moving on to their next step, whether that be just graduating high school or just graduating college. I want to have a look back at their lives and the way that they played their sport here in this fair city. Obviously, Long Beach able to offer so many different activities. And these kids have uh, have chosen wisely because most of them have really experienced some great success. And these sports have opened up doors that might not have previously been open for them. I, I think we're starting with the absolute perfect one. This is Wilson High alum, Long Beach State alum, Tyler Schaefer. One of the best golfers I've ever witnessed, just because the kid was always so in control of his emotions and his game and the tournaments. I, I could go on and on listing the awards and tournaments that Schaefer has won over the years. Uh, more league title, multiple more league titles, I should say, at Wilson, including a CIF title. He also won a bunch of Big West awards at Long Beach State while helping the beach win a conference tournament championship. And we just had a great discussion about a little bit of everything. Like I said, this is the new series, Long Beach for Life. We're gonna take a look back at their time here in Long Beach, what they learned, what they're taking forward, and then ask some fun questions at the end like we always do. Please make sure that you subscribe to this show. What up Long Beach? Wherever you find your podcast, leave us a five-star review. Make sure you get to those websites, the 562.org and Long Beach Post for all of your news coverage. And enjoy this interview with uh, Tyler Schaefer and the rest of our Long Beach for Life series. I, the reason why I thought of you for to be on one of the first ones is when I saw you at the NCAA championship, the men's volleyball at UCLA. Um, when you said what up, I turned around and it just looked like high school Schaefer. You like it looks like you haven't even like aged a day, my dude. That's a compliment, by the way. Oh, I, I loved it. <laughs> Did you go to a lot of like uh, events at Long Beach State while you were there? Um, honestly, so I, I really didn't go to that many in my first couple of years there, especially when COVID hit. Um, and then, you know, like my senior year came and I was like, you know what? I need to go to like all these events. I got to make up for time. So, I mean, I went to women's soccer, men's basketball, women's basketball, women's volleyball, men's volleyball, even like women's beach volleyball. Like I, I went to like every sporting event I could when I was in town. That's awesome. You're just a sports junkie in general, huh? I, I mean, I just love sports and I just love like the, the competition. And I just love getting like super hyped up and like the men's volleyball was like a perfect opportunity. Like it, it was kind of, it, it's funny. Cause it's like my, my friend's birthday that day. And I was like, sorry, like I got to go to this event. Like <laughs> <laughs> you bleed black and gold, my guy. Um, yeah. You, like getting hyped up, which is like the exact opposite of what you do in your sport. Just not get hyped up. Exactly. So like it gives me the opportunity to just kind of like let it all out. Yeah, you were always one of the most calm. If I if I had to think of back of all the athletes we've covered here in Long Beach, you were the one of the most calm, cool, collected. Like always had your stuff together for sure. Do you? Here's the question of the pod: Do you remember the first time you played golf in Long Beach? 
you know, born and raised here. Do you remember the first time playing golf in Long Beach? Mm, maybe not one of the first times, but um, I do remember, you know, growing up playing like that the Lummies Little League, which started at Little Rec. But then growing up, you know, I used to I used to go to Little Rec every every weekend. I mean, it could have been all three days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, where my mom opened the golf course and she was a starter and I would go and play with the men's club. So I always remember playing with the men's club and always playing with people that were older than me that kind of allowed me to mature and learn the game a lot faster than kids my age. So I learned the etiquette of the game really fast. And then from there, it was just kind of like, all right, well, now that I'm playing with kids my age, it, it's kind of almost funny because you see them act immature or, you know, the etiquette's not there. But, you know, growing up and playing with people that are older than with older than me, I mean, it just I picked up on it really fast. How old, how old were you when you started playing with the uh, men's league? Oh, gosh, probably 11 or 12 years old, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and then now as you get older, you kind of realize how ridiculous that is, right? Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, I got a nickname like I got I got a funny nickname from one of the the men's club members. They called me uh Tater Tot cuz the first time that I the first time that I played with them was like a a really overcast morning, almost raining. And every single morning I would go there, I would get food and I had a basket of Tater Tots walking down the fairway. My the first hole on the first hole, I was like, you know what? If I want to be out here this early, I got to have my tater tots. I love tater tots. Tater tots over french fries, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. We can continue. I mean, I don't get why other people don't think that, if I'm being honest with you. I love potatoes. I am Irish through and through. I'll take them any, any way I can get them. Any so, form of potatoes, I'll take Any it. form, absolutely. But if you're going to give me the surface area of crunchiness from a tater tot, that's going to beat any french fry anytime. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's your favorite place to get like something like that, like tater tots or a burger or something like that in Long Beach? It's kind of funny you ask. Like, there's really not any places around here that sell tater tots. That is true. Which is kind of disappointing. That is true. <laughs> it's it's really disappointing, actually. So this is our um, call. This is our call to all restaurants in Long Beach. Get tater tots on the menu. I'll tell you where they do that. Them actually kind of close to uh, to the stomping grounds of Rec. Uh, round and third. Do you know where that is on Anaheim? Round and third on round, like like if somebody were p- the, to hit the baseball and they're like round and third to go home. Yeah, yeah. Round and third. It's on Anaheim. It's across the street from nine one one Fade, the classic nine one one Fade. It's like two buildings away from Tommy Burgers. Okay. Yeah, it's like a little sports bar. There's been a couple things. It actually used to be a Riley's back in the day, like the thing that's down on Second Street. They have tater tots on the menu though. Okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try that out because that's a, that's a free ad for you, round and third. Hit up, hit us up at the five six two I mean, that's awesome. That I literally couldn't find a place that sells tater tots here for a burger. I mean, probably just In and Out. Like, I can't go wrong with In and Out. I mean, that's that's true. Do you like the one on the traffic circle? Yeah, I I am. I do live by the one closer to the town center. Oh, okay. But you know going to college and 
you know, I had a few teammates that lived in Beverly Plaza. So I, I spent a lot of time in that area just hanging out with them. Right. So yeah. I'd always go over there, whether it's the Panda Express, or the Chick-fil-A, right, right. And, you know, the Chipotle, like Bro, that whole long, area we just kind of ruled. Long, long nights. Uh, I, should, I should say long nights, early mornings, uh, BP stories, for sure. That Beverly Plaza place has been a, uh, a stomping ground for Long Beach State students for a long time. Oh, yeah. And it just continues every year. <laughs> um, tater tots, tough to eat on the course, though. Do you have other favorite like uh, golf course food? I, I love the breakfast burritos at Lakewood Country Club. Those things are oh, absolutely, absolutely fire. Burrito, I, I I don't have a favorite uh, breakfast burrito, but I, I definitely I definitely can kill one. That's got to be that's probably got to be my go to thing, especially okay. teeing off early. Just a nice little breakfast burrito. Oh, his what? spot. What's your, what's your take? Okay, I, I think we talked about this before, actually. The fact that I used to work at Big Rec as a starter for a while, uh, and like, you know, 5.30 in the morning, you got to show up, get get people checked in and stuff. Do you, What's your take on early starts? Are you like, sun's up, let's go? Or, or do you like the dew to be a little bit uh, a little bit dry when you hit the course? Honestly, I'm sun's up. I, I, tee me off as early as I can. Okay. As crazy as it sounds. You know, a lot of people are like, wow, you were nuts for going up, like waking up that early. Uh, yeah, I mean, today, like I, I, I just recently got a job at Shady Canyon down in Newport and uh, I had a morning shift today. So I had to be out at out in Newport by 6 a.m. And at first I was like, man, that's kind of brutal. But then as the shift went on, I was like, wow. I love morning shift. <laughs> it goes by a lot faster, you know? It goes it by does. So faster. It does. Uh, Shafe, explain that. I, I can't explain it, and I am one who just believes wholeheartedly time is a construct, and, and we can manipulate it any way we want. But how does that work? When you work in the morning at a golf course, it always goes by faster. It's like a time warp. I honestly don't even know how. Like, the first hour we spent setting up, and then after that, even just, you know, standing around doing little things when it wasn't busy still went by faster than what it was yesterday afternoon. I don't right. get it. Yeah, maybe, it's so weird. It's, maybe it's, you know, because it's cooler outside. You don't feel as like a uh, sluggish or something, but right. I don't know what it is, but it, it went by way faster. <laughs> Do you get to play out there to stay after your shift and, and play the course? Um, yeah. So we, we could play on, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Two o'clock. The weekends are. It's a lot busier. Um, so. Didn't you? Didn't you used to work one of the courses in Long Beach? So not officially. Oh okay. I didn't say but, that. American Golf. Don't <laughs> don't come find us. No. Right. So when my mom, she still is a, a starter at Little Rec, but you know, growing up, I'd always go over there on the weekends. So I would help her open the car barn or. You know, just do like small things, but yeah, not that's like awesome. Not like getting paid for it or anything, because I would just it's be it would be really easy and something that you know I could do to help my mom out. Yeah, for and sure. Then I would just play golf. Hey, your mom's an all-time Long Beach sports mom legend. You know that, right? Like all what? time. I think she might be an all-time golf mom legend. I swear, <laughs> every true every so tournament true. we go to, 
there's kids that know my mom. There's parents that come up to my mom and will, like start talking, and then she'll come up to me and be like, "Who was that?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I've got no clue." <laughs> so yeah, I mean, she's been around, so she's pretty well known in in my me and my brother's golf world. Yeah, w- without question, you and your you and your brother. Uh, be, uh, being an older brother on the golf course is like a real. It's a really good fit, right? Because like golf is just full of life lessons and stuff like that. You've probably uh, made a lot of sense that your brother followed in your footsteps and balled out at Wilson. You know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? Like it, it, kind of, it didn't surprise me at all. No, it totally makes sense. I mean, I feel like this sport more, more than others is um, something like you could follow in footsteps or like, you know, like you kind of just pick it up from your sibling. Yeah, really. Any, yeah, any other anybody who's older than you who plays, you're like, what is this thing? How does this work? So you spend a lot of time at Skylinks, but then you obviously played at Big Rec for Wilson. Do you have a favorite Long Beach golf course? You know, so that's kind of changed over the years. Oh, it that's good. Be, I like that answer. <laughs> I like that answer. It used to be like, it used to be Big Rec, and then I spent so much time at Big Rec during high school that now I hate Big Rec. <laughs> <laughs> And then it used to be El Dorado, but then I've spent I spent so much time at, in college at El Dorado, so now I hate El Dorado. Oh, that's so funny! You play, you literally played it out like a new album. You just played it too oh, much. Oh, I mean, it was just it's it was like it was on repeat, you know, for <laughs> for four years of my life. And it's you know, it's not that like it's bad or anything. It's just I need to see something different. <laughs> right. I would have to say. Hartwell is my favorite. Hartwell will never get old. Oh, that's so cute, Chafe. I love that, bro. I absolutely love that. Little, <laughs> I mean, old, little old adorable Hartwell. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it it never gets old. I spent so much time there in high school, even even during college. Especially, I mean, it's cool because I go out there with my buddies and, um, you know, we just kind of go hit golf balls and kick it and now that i'm of age to drink not saying that i do but like it gives the opportunity to just go out there and kind of just kill time yeah be loose yeah be loose and not be like a a stressed student athlete yeah that does make a real a lot of sense to me you play a sport that is recreation for like 90% of the people who ever even think to pick up a club. And yet you have to take it like really seriously because, you know, lack of a better term, it paid for your college. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Like it got you places uh, in tournaments and, and stuff like that, that other things couldn't, but you have to like take it like a business. Did it, did it almost feel like you saw the sausage get made and it kind of took that nostalgia away from golf and that's why you like a place like Hartwell that makes you feel like home in a sense. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll go to a golf course and I'll see people just grinding and taking it so serious. And I'm like, man, you've got no clue what it's like. Like, <laughs> you know, This guy, this guy's just doing it for fun. You know, he just right. wants, to, he just wants to be good, but I'm like, you don't know what this is. You don't know how serious you got to be when every shot matters out there. Right. It only gets worse when you get to a professional level and then every shot is worth something. You know, now yeah. you're playing with, now you're playing with money. Oh, this shot's probably worth a couple hundred dollars, you know. Yeah. And then it just it progressively gets worse and worse. You know, guys out on tour, they miss a putt, they're probably missing 
I'm missing out on almost a hundred grand, maybe even more. So are you feeling that inside when you're, when you're playing, right? Like you don't show a lot of emotion when you play, uh, you know, I know that because I've covered you play golf for a while. Like, so are you feeling, are you a, are you a tornado on the inside, but a Picasso on the out? Honestly, when I'm on the golf course, I've got zero thought in my mind. Wow. Some may say it's a good and a bad thing, but a lot of people around me tell me you've got zero thought in your mind. And it's, and honestly, it's probably a good thing because you make good decisions based off of how you're feeling in the moment and not based off of like an emotional decision where you're like, you know, I can, I can go for this par five, but then I could also hit it OB where it's me. I'm like, I'm going for this par five and I'm hitting it on the green. You know, I'm not right. worried about, I'm not worried about the consequences of going for it because that's not in my mind. Right. I'm standing over a shot thinking like I'm going for this and this is the only outcome I'm pulling it off. How did you learn to do that? <sighs> Honestly, I, I don't know. It's kind of always been that way, even through high school, you know, even through high school, it was just, I mean, it was some, some say it's like a don't care attitude where mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I mean, kind of, it is like a don't care attitude. Like I don't care what the consequences are because at the end of the day like golf is golf you know with every sport you're gonna have bad days you're gonna have bad shots and yeah there's gonna be you know consequences to your bad shots which lead to not having a good round but at the end of the day like if you want to do this as a profession you can't let one shot turn into a bad round and then a bad round turn into a bad tournament and then a bad tournament turn into a slump yeah, it rolls fast. We, we, we've it, it gets it. rolling fast if you get into your head. So yeah. for me, especially this last year of college, it was just like one shot at a time, one round at a time, one tournament at a time. Let's see how far I can go. You know, I've noticed this for a, a long time. And part of the reason why we're doing this podcast series is to kind of be able to talk about stuff like this, because I think a lot of people go through similar things but we all kind of feel alone, right? Like I talked to a lot of young athletes who um, have lost their parents when they were young uh, or never knew their mom or never knew their dad or grew up being raised by their grandparents or their aunt, their uncle or whatever. And it's almost every single one of them has this incredible ability at a very young age. Like you said, you were doing it in high school at a very young age to kind of just shrug stuff off and be like, I've been through some of the worst things possible what the heck is a 0 for 4 day at the ballpark or, you know, a flubbed chip or a missed basket? Like that doesn't, that in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't matter. Do, do you feel like having something like that happen to your family when you were young kind of makes you, you know, more well-adjusted to dealing with bad stuff in the future, not just in sports, but like overall through life? Yeah. So, I mean, losing my dad when I was 12, you know, it, that's kind of the age where a boy becomes a man or transitions into becoming a man mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of just going through like the whole puberty aspect and then going through high school, like on my own without like a father figure, you know, it, a mom can only do so much, mm -hmm. you know, every, every boy needs a father figure in their life. And, you know, I was fortunate to have other male figures, you know, family, friends, and neighbors who kind of took that role when my dad passed away. 
just to help my mom out. But for the most part, you know, like you said, going through something like that at such a young age, it kind of, it's really eye-opening because at the end of the day, there's nothing more important than your family. Yeah. And, you know, golf is, you know, golf is golf. Like it's a sport. It's also like a profession, but it's also like a passion. You know, you, you gotta love it. Mm -hmm. And if you sit there and dwell on something that's so micro compared to, you know, macro, which is life. Yeah. You know, it's going to be hard to go somewhere with that. And I think that's like something that really was eye opening at a young age when my dad passed away. It was like, you know what? This is about it as bad as it's going to get <laughs> unless you lose another parent. And from that, I'm just like, you know what? Okay, so be it. You play three, three bad months of golf. There could be so much worse. Yeah, for sure. It's right. I mean, I'm sure it changed the way you were a brother as well. Just not, not just like dealing with your own stuff, but like, your brother was so much younger than you. You know what I mean? And not just in years, but just like in experience as well. Yeah. So, I mean, he was kind of at the age where he didn't remember a whole lot. Of, yeah. Like my dad being around, like I had, I had some memory of him being around. Um, so, I mean, for him, you know, he doesn't remember as much. Right. But I mean, yeah, like growing up, it was more of having to take care of my brother and then even now, you know, my brother, just like every brother, you know, we're stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, even coming into college, he was, he was stubborn, never wanted to ask me for help. <laughs> and then, you know, he finally got into college and started playing college golf at Fullerton. And then he kind of had his own experience and was like, whoa, right. This is kind of this is kind of tough. And so then, then you get to, you get to play big brother. Yeah. Then I got to play big brother where he finally gets to ask me like, Hey, how did you go about this? Or <laughs> what do I do? Or I'm kind of struggling here. And I told him, dude, it's okay. Like I struggled. I struggled my freshman year. Most people struggle their freshman year. It's really rare for a freshman to come out, do everything perfect. Yeah even as a sophomore, even as a junior, even as a senior, you know, some people figure it out faster. No doubt. But it was nice that I got to play like the big brother role and help him try and figure it out faster. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. How are you guys dealing with the house divided situation? Long Beach slash Fullerton. There's some, uh, there's some friendly banter. <laughs> oh, um, I love that. I love that. There's some friendly banter. There's also some great stories shared, you know, come home be like, oh, this is what happened on the team today. And I'm like, oh, this is what happened on my team today. <laughs> and we all, we both know each other's teammates. So we kind of just laugh about it and we're like, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's um, great. That's great. Man. You know, mom hasn't, mom hasn't really put together a, a shirt where it's half Fullerton, half Long Beach. So, <laughs> Uh, now, now that I'm graduated, she can, you know, focus on Fullerton a little more, but in the back of her, 
in the back of her mind, she's still rooting for Long Beach. Of course. Of course. She spent so much time on those courses, man. She probably knows those courses better than some golfers around here. Exactly. <laughs> uh, do you get that? Do you get out a lot? Do you like play like a lot during the week? Honestly, I, I really don't. Um, you know, one good thing that Michael did, uh, my coach at Long Beach State, was he really focused on playing a lot. Mm-hmm. And it got, we played more and more throughout my four years there. So each year we started playing more. Um, this last year we, we played a ton. You know, there wasn't really that many team practices, uh, which I think is great. You know, if you can't do it playing El Dorado or playing a, another golf course, right. just for qualifying round or now it doesn't even have to be for qualifying, but if you can't go out and do it on that course, you know, it's got to translate somewhere. And I think it's easier to translate it from another golf course to the golf course that you're going to play your tournament at than from practice to the tournament. That totally makes sense. Are you still in that? Are you still in that brain that, that you like want to continue to play and and try to like get a card and, and, and enter tournaments like, like even like the long beach golf fest does stuff like that interest you. Oh yeah. Um, Ideally, you know, I would, I would like to go all the way to the PGA tour. Um, just kind of finding my way there is where I'm at right now. Um, you know, there's so many different routes you can take. Uh, but everyone starts pretty much at the same level. You know, you got to go through Q school or you're playing mini tours. Right. Um, but everyone, you know, everyone's in the same boat. We're all trying to find sponsors to help us out to kick off your pro tour, you, you know, your pro golf career that's probably the most important part people don't realize how much it costs to make it to the pga tour you know financially it it costs a lot of money and coming out of college not every kid's got that you know some some guys have come from a wealthy family so you know that's their way to make it to q school or to play all these tournaments where other guys are scrambling trying to find other you know family friends or close businesses that are willing to put forth money for them to go play all these events whether yeah, that's almost yeah any event they want at that point right exactly yeah so i mean that's kind of the kind of the boat i'm in right now but yeah i i am interested in LinkedIn at the long beach golf festival i i will be playing the, the long beach open and then hopefully a few other small events this summer okay cool but, well, if, if you're just on those small events and now your life is completely different, not being a student athlete, like what are you doing to fill your free time? I guess is the best way to phrase that. Uh, so I did, I did get my job recently. So I've been doing that. Um, and then just kind of practicing. Uh, oh, practicing right now, way more than playing is, your, is what you're saying. Yeah, right now, oh. because it's a lot harder to go out and play somewhere in Long Beach because Long Beach is so busy and golf courses are just booked from first thing in the morning to the last tea time oh don't we know it <laughs> yeah i mean anyone who golfs in long beach knows it and it's you know it's just harder to play in long beach so getting this job kind of opened up a little more doors for me but for the most part yeah i'm just working and practicing and then honestly that's it what you do know, you, I'll probably hang out with some friends and all that. I was that. just going to say, if you're hanging out with friends, what are you guys doing? You watching movies, TV? You guys like to play video games? 
Yeah, I don't mind playing some video games. Probably go out and eat somewhere. You know, go over to a buddy's apartment and watch, I don't know, some comedy skits or something. You know, something to just keep it fun and keep yourself relaxed so you're not always thinking about work or golf. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, comedy skits, what do, what do you mean? Like, uh, I think you should leave on Netflix? I haven't seen that one, but, you know, I watched the uh, the Pete Davidson one. That was really funny. That was a good Yeah, that was a good one. Do you like Chappelle? Chappelle stuff is good. Dave Chappelle is great. Some may not agree, but that's okay. That's okay. Hey, guess what? Comedy is not always supposed to be true. You know what I mean? I think a lot exactly. of people get that confused. It's like, guess what? You're allowed to it's say all, it's you all don't, a joke. Yeah, it's all a joke. You don't can you don't have to say everything you believe, and everything you say isn't might not be something you believe. Pete Holmes, do you know who Pete Holmes is? Um, he's a stand-up comedian who has a pretty successful podcast, and he says that a lot. It's actually an original, it's a Michael Che uh joke. He said, Michael Che said, I picked up the newspaper one day. And the headline said, Michael Chase says, and then it was the joke. And he's like, that's completely inaccurate. It should have just said, Michael Che joked, and then the joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it, comedy comedy never had doesn't have to be true. It, it, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but it's all a joke. Do you find yourself getting more political, like with stuff like that? Like, I'm just here to watch Dave Chappelle, and now we're talking politics. Like, do you find yourself getting more political just because of the... I feel like everything has gotten more political these days, but do you try to avoid it? Oh yeah. I trust it. You know, I'm just, I'm 22 years old. Like (laughs) I'll save the old grumpy political Tyler for, you know, when I'm 55, (laughs) but you know, he's in there somewhere. Is that what you're saying? Oh, He's he's somewhere in there, but yeah, we're trying to keep him to a very minimal level here. You know, I'd rather just, sit back, enjoy my drink and watch Dave Chappelle without getting fired up at some political views. That's fair. That's fair. Let, let people have fun again. Does anybody remember laughter? I, I, I like that. Uh, so if you're, if you're just chilling a lot and watching movies and TV, do you have like a favorite movie or a favorite TV show you go to? I mean, I watch about anything, anything that's on Netflix. I've been watching the Ozark Good. lately. Yeah. Keep yourself op- open. Ozark's great. Definitely. Ozark's great. You know, I don't hate against like chick flicks either. Or... Hey, absolutely, ma'am. The watch, and also I say this to everybody, dare to watch something you don't like. Like people get stuck in these, like these caves of their own making. Like, Oh, I only watch action movies or I only watch comedies. It's like, man, plug in something you don't like and remind yourself why you don't like it. You know what I mean? Hey, I mean, my favorite show this year so far is selling sunset. Ooh, nice. Great show. Great show. That's a great plug might for get other some, people looking for Might get some watch. hate for it, but you know what? It's a great show. Lots of drama. You get to see some beautiful homes being sold. All around good show. It's definitely one of those shows where you look at the premise and you're like, oh, that sounds boring. But then you end up thinking a lot after it. Oh, yeah. You're sitting there and you're like, man, these girls get after it. Like, they're yeah. just full of drama. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> even the new season of like the kardashians you know i didn't even watch the first one but you know i was with my friend and they're like oh let's check out the kardashians and i was like well, that kind of sounds dumb and then i was sitting there and i get through like the first couple episodes and i'm like i'm kind of hooked <laughs> they got you shape they put the hooks in you oh, oh man. man it's brutal <laughs> but you know what like silly like 
reality TV shows like that are just they'll they'll never get old. As dumb as they are and somewhat scripted, they're they're there to entertain, and that's what they do. Uh-huh. I, I, you're absolutely right. They they nail it. Um, let's do some fun questions. Some random stuff coming out the door. We're almost done. Uh, if you had to drive the country, right? Cross country road trip. You got to make the stops. You got to do your tours, tour sites, like all that stuff. But you can take one person with you. Who are you taking with you? Oh boy, I'm probably taking my best friend Brian. Brian, did you meet him at Wilson? So I actually met him when I was playing the golf little league, and then I kind of didn't see him for a while. And then we went to high school. I went to Wilson. He went to Los Al. Okay. And he played on the golf team there. But ever since then, you know, he's the perfect way to describe him is like, it's that best friend who you don't have to talk to all the time <laughs> or you don't have to see for like a whole year. But then when you see them, you're completely on the same page. Like nothing ever happened. It's that type of best friend where you're That's just like a great always choice. on the same page. That's a great choice for that premise, for sure. Uh, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Now, so, some people go, like, uh, make it the biggest meal possible, right? Because then you can, like, pick and choose what you eat from it. Um, but but it's up to you. One meal, rest of your life. You got to eat it breakfast, lunch, dinner, or whatever. What do you choose? Wow, I'm stumped. Well, it's tough because you kind of autom- automatically want to go for your favorite thing. But then you're like, wow, do I, do I really want to ruin this favorite thing? Or do I just want to have this memory of loving... I don't know, pizza for the rest of my life. I'm kind of stumped. That's my answer. My answer is breakfast food. Okay. You give me a, right. A well-made, like not, not the actual one from Denny's, but like the Denny's grand slam style. Okay. So I've got eggs. I got pancakes. I got bacon. I got hash browns, like a little bit of everything. Gotta have potatoes in there. Obviously. Maybe, maybe like the, the country fried steak. There you go. Like that, that meal from Denny's. I like or that. just from anywhere in general, can't go wrong with a country fried steak. Then you got the option of biscuits. I like that. Yeah. Oh, the biscuits. I forgot about those. That's a clutch move. Then you got your eggs and clutch then you move. got your protein as well. I think, yeah, yeah I, I think I'm set on that. Dude, who knew at the beginning of this podcast that by the end we would just be like, oh, one meal for the rest of the time? Denny's. Denny's is peak. This is, this is where we're going. It's like the most American <laughs> breakfast there. <is. laughs> Oh man, I feel like that's a good place to get out, Shafe. I really appreciate you taking the time and doing this. And from the bottom of my heart, man, I- I've watched you grow up and it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to watch you be successful, but to just be like, watch you become a man and a representative of Long Beach and in-, in so many ways, just through the schools you played for, but also just by the person that you are. So uh, thank you. Congratulations. Nothing but the best going forward. And I hope very soon I'm writing an article about you winning one of these uh, Long Beach Fest events, man. I can't wait. Thank you so much. I had a blast and, you know, I'll always forever bleed black and yellow. boy, Love it, man. Take care, buddy. I'll see you around. All right. Later. Bye.